You are listening to Holistic Living with Hazel, where you are informed, educated, and empowered to live your best holistic life. Welcome to Holistic Living with Hazel. I am so, so happy to be here today in Atlanta. It is almost like 80 degrees outside. Sun is shining. Vitamin D is popping. And I am so blessed to be here and blessed to be in front of you all today. And we got a hot, hot show today and a dynamic co-host. Shelton, are you here? I'm here, sister. I'm here. How are you doing today? Hi, Shelton. Hey, <laughs> how are you doing? I am great. <laughs> I am so glad to have you here. We're gonna get to um, yeah. We're gonna get to the um introductions of everything that you do and how you do mm. it. But I want to start off by saying I am so glad that you were able to um, bless the listeners today. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I have to say this. I'm upset that you're not here, though, right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have been actually in the studio. So maybe if you bring, if you guys allow me to come back, maybe I can do it in the studio. So, yes, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Of course. And you know you're going to have to make this up to me. You know you're going to have to come to the ages for a special visit, right? Hey, you know that's right. We oh. all we all got to come to the age. That's right. That's okay. right. Okay. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So, um, I wanted to also let my listeners know that we are on air right now at eleven, real eleven hundred a.m. We're also on air um, at iHeartRadio and also Spotify, and you can also see um, Apple Pod Caribbean Apple Podcast as well. So, all streaming platform guys. I really, really need you to get over there and make this happen with the ratings for me. But you can always get me on Facebook Live. I always try to also get on Facebook Live so that you guys can see the, you know, the um, the backhand of everything that goes on in the studio. Um, everything from the craziness go- that goes on, you can see on Facebook Live as well. So, Mr. You there, Shem? I'm here. Okay, I'm here. I gotta make yes, sure. <laughs> I want I'm the list. I want the listeners to get to know you a little bit better. But I okay. will say this: once you introduce yourself, I want my listeners to know that we are going to be truly blessed because what nuggets you're going to give us today are nuggets that typically people will have to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for, right? So I want my yeah. listeners, once they finish and you give us this good introduction, I want them to right. understand that um, we're, we're truly being blessed today. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, I feel blessed actually to be on the show, so I feel like we're all going to be blessed up in here today. Uh, Yes, my name is uh, Shelton Brown. Um, I've been doing accounting for about 24, 25 years now. Uh, I, hello? Okay. I, I uh, provide global accounting, business development, consulting, and um, used to work for the IRS. I've uh, done some work with some of the uh, larger CPA um, consulting firms in the country. And uh, I do a lot of work with uh, business development, um, a lot of work with 
just helping companies uh, budget and plan, um, not just prepare taxes, but prepare for tax season. Um, I, I definitely um, look forward to expanding upon that later as, as the business grows and as we bring on more clients. But my, my background is mostly tax. Uh, like I said, I worked a lot of years for the IRS, uh, still do some contract work with them now. Um, but um, my my love is business development, helping companies get started and make sure they set up properly. All right. And so can you tell us a little bit about who you service and what type of clients you have? Uh, yes. Most of my clients are uh, startup companies that, that have been in business for at least five years. Uh, but I do a lot of work with uh, high net worth clients. Uh, I have a few clients who are in the NFL uh, one is in the NBA, another one, uh, some retired uh, um, athletes, professional athletes. And then also I work with some clients that are in the entertainment and movie industry. Uh, I work with a, a company, um, Morgan Stanley, and I provide a lot of their uh, services that they provide to their high net worth clients. So uh, a lot of my clients, they vary from people who are just starting out that need an accountant or need someone to help them set up their business properly to people who have been established uh, as well as like who are uh, athletes and high net worth clients who look for someone to help them to do accounting or, or nonprofit accounting for their businesses. Okay. I am so, so glad to have you here. So listeners, you see what I'm saying. Um, for him to be here today and to, you know, just counteract and, 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 and interact, I'm sorry, with us and giving us those nuggets. Um, we are truly... Middle of tax season. Say what? <laughs> what you say about tax season? We don't want to hear nothing about I tax said, season. <laughs> I said we're in the middle of tax season. <laughs> right. In the middle of tax season, guys. But he came to bless us. So I'm just truly, truly excited. And we're going to dig mm -hmm. right in because I have questions myself. Plus, I went in and got some questions for our listeners. So we're going to start um, okay. and dig right in. You talked a All little right. bit about what my first question um, is and is what everyone who talks to me and we talk business they will hear me often talk about foundation so we're going to start off with the most obvious um but what so many people want to skip and that is mm -hmm. tell our listeners what found what is foundation of business and when when getting started and how important is it well it's, it's very important um a lot of uh, companies um they don't really take time to actually do a business plan. Um, a lot of times they'll get a business idea and they want to kind of run with it, either because they have interest in what type of business they want to set up or because they're just so excited they want to get started tomorrow and, and run the business. But a lot of times the foundation of a business is actually that business plan because that gives you an opportunity to really sit down and lay out the direction that you want your business to go, uh, everything from, you know, what you're going to name the business to how you're going to run the business, who's going to help you run the business, uh, what type of financial projections for that business, um, the marketing and everything that's included. And a lot of times it will prevent you from having to kind of uh, feel your way through as you go through the business. Let's say you start a business today and you make a million dollars in three or four months or what, now you've made all this money, but you don't even have an accounting system set up or you don't really know what to do to sustain that business. A lot of those things will be covered 
in a business plan. So it's very important to have a good, strong business plan as a foundation. And know that we can't skip that, right? No, you cannot. You cannot. Um, I mean, some companies have been successful in doing, you know, doing some sort of a variation of a business plan, which is which is still fine. But a lot of companies, um, unless you either do a franchise or different things like that where a plan is pretty much laid out for you, you really will find yourself struggling a lot harder uh, if you don't have a good, strong business plan set up. That is so true. Can you give us mm-hmm. some tips on what we should, because, you know, a lot of our listeners, um, you know, and I talked about this before, you know, mm-hmm. started businesses in the pandemic, which, again, mm-hmm. is awesome. Kudos. Um and that's what you truly uh, treat what we truly mean by making um, lemons out of lemonade. And many mm-hmm. people did that, um, but again, did not set up this foundation that we're talking about now. So, can you give some tips on making a business plan? And how many years should we make our business plan for starting off? Well, some of the main tips for making a business plan is kind of like I said uh, before. You really want to. The biggest tip is make sure that you hit those areas that are important. Make sure there's a marketing plan in place. Make sure uh, you have a strong team of people that you're going to use to help you uh, start your business. Your, your team may be just you you and your spouse or you and your best friend, but you need to lay it out. Something as simple as, well, you know, my home, my homeboy, my homegirl is going to help me <laughs> run this business is, is cool, but did you write it down? Like, what role each person is going to play? So that's one tip. Another one is to make sure that you clearly understand what your financial uh, projections are going to be. Like, you want to know or have at least a good idea based on industry, what is this business going to create as far as revenue? Uh, how how are we going to sustain the business? Uh, so all those things are laid out in the, in a financial plan. Uh, typically, I like to do five years uh, as far as projecting out with a business plan, but definitely no less than three. Um, this gives this gives the investor or a bank an opportunity to see exactly where you are in your thinking and and where you are in in how you want to uh, articulate your ability to be able to use. To be able to sustain that business, so so those those are kind of the main main tips. Usually, if you look at a business plan, you're going to see the marketing, you're going to see the financials, you're going to see uh, the management team, uh, you're going to see a good strong executive summary, which lays out what that business is and, and how you plan to operate and move that business forward. Hey, how you doing, brother? Um, this is Jay. Yeah, that's my producer, my fa- my famous producer. He's on the he's he's rocking with me today because I am in, I am in the studio by myself. So what's up, Jay? Wonderful. What's up, Jay? What's going on, brother? I just wanted to know um, if I decide to start a business or whatever case may be, what would be the best way to go far as selling products or anything? Is there the best? Is there um, a certain limit to? Um, selling certain things as far as just clothes, products, what would be the best thing to sell? Well, a lot of that is going to be is going to really be based on the industry. Uh, a lot of times we get into business without doing research. So you really want to research in terms of you're going to sell clothes, what type of clothes, What is it a name brand clothes, is it something that's in demand uh, as far as, and, and then pay attention to, you know, the culture, social media, to people that's around you, and then also uh, put it out there see, as far as feeders to see exactly what 
someone would, would be willing to purchase. I mean, there's really no limit. And that's the thing. I think a lot of times we limit ourselves, but we got to be smart in terms of how we uh, do it. So if you want to do sales or anything like that, especially sales when it comes to retail, um, you definitely want to do your research. You know, uh, Nike and all these different companies, when they come out, they don't, they don't just put a shoe out. They've done research and they know what's going to sell. Yes. Right. I appreciate it. You know, you uh-huh. said something. Um, we're going to go back a little bit because you know how crazy I am, right, Shelton? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go back. You know, you said something really important about, you know, we're starting up a business and we're going to do it with mm. our homeboy and we're going to do it with our homegirl. And, you know, right. all that's good. But make sure that your homeboy and your homegirl are like-minded. Make sure that they're just that they, they want it just as much as you do. Make sure mm-hmm. that they're willing to put in the work just as much as you're willing to put in the work. And the key thing is make sure they're willing to sacrifice as well as you're wanting to sacrifice as well. Because if you are not, and you you know you and I talk often, and you always hear me say, proximity is power. And so when you are with someone and you and your energies match and you're wanting the same things, magic can happen. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking about what? even even with your spouse or your significant other, you know, this is why I'm real right. choosy and picky because I know what angle and where I'm going. And if that person is not there with me, it's not going to work. And you and I talk about right. that all the time. Right, right, right. Exactly. You're right. You're right. So, no writing. How, <laughs> how important is the name you choose for your business? Oh, man, this this is very important. Um, like I say, the, your business name is like one of the most important components of your operation. So, you know, it needs to uh, convey a specific message uh, efficiently and clearly. So you, I say, you know, it, it needs to set the scene for how you're going to interact with your with your customers, um, it you know it will tell the market like who you are and what you do. Um, it should definitely be like an open ended. It'll allow you for growth. So like if you, a lot of times some people have like um, 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 hair salon of of Alpharetta. Right. So it's like so now you 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 can't go to to Smyrna. And, and open up Sonequa's hair salon of Alpharetta because you're no longer an Alpharetta, you're smarter. So mm-hmm. a lot of times people put locations on their names and, and that will kind of pigeonhole them into that particular location. So have a name that will allow you to grow so you won't feel like you're stuck into it. And then another one, uh, it, it helps to direct your business in terms of giving you some direction for where your business is going to go. But lastly, but leastly, it, it should motivate you. A name is very important. It should motivate. So if you're not happy with your name or if your name doesn't motivate you, then other people are not going to be motivated by it. So you want to make sure you have a name that motivates you and as well as motivates your customer. So the name is one of the most important parts of your business. I love that. And and it and just as much time you spend on the uh, business structure and the vision, you need to spend an equal amount of time on that name as you guys have heard it can even stifle you. A name can stifle mm-hmm. you. Um, yeah. I I personally um, would not um, put a location 
you know, we're just giving little tip, tidbits and takeaways. I personally yeah. would not put a um, location on a business uh, knowing when, you know, if I'm going to um, spread that bus- that business out and evolve that uh-huh. business, because literally you would have to go back in and get another name, correct? You would have to start that process over. Yeah, yeah, and that. a lot of a lot of times you will because now your name is had you you've actually outgrown your name, you know. Got it. Mm-hmm. So we do have a question for our listener from a listener. Um, mm-hmm. What? Let me see, because you know sometimes they write and I kind of figure it out. Um, okay, what is startup capital, and how mm-hmm. important is it? Okay, that's a very good question. Um, startup capital is basically just what the word implies. It's money that you want to um, bring in in order to that you use to start your business. So when you get ready to start a new business, you know you want to get startup capital or funding for that. Uh, as far as how important it is, I mean it's very important. Uh, obviously, because of what it does, it will help to um, it will help to sustain your business. Um, you know, many people can start up a business. Many people can do that, but few can really sustain it because either their business are undercapitalized, which means they didn't ask for enough money or request enough money when they got started. Uh, we were just talking to a client not too long ago, and we asked them, like, what is your goal? What do you want? What's your dream? And, and we wanted them to be able to kind of understand, look, ask for what you want. There are a lot of businesses that, honestly require a million dollars to get started and to sustain itself, but they'll go in and ask for two hundred thousand dollars. When when now we know that you did not get enough capital. You did not start with enough money. So the amount that you start with is very important. It's imperative that you start out with the right amount of money um, when you get ready to start a business. So I'm hearing you, are you talking about a taking out a loan? You know, I hear that a lot as people ask a lot about using um well getting a loan for startup capital versus mm-hmm. you know saving and having uh money that way what what do you suggest well i mean you know in a in a a, a perfect world or utopian society we would love to be able to say we saved up enough money to be able to just put that into a business um because that's what we saved it up for but a lot of cases we're we're faced with two choices either a business loan or an investor. And um, so th- those are usually the two. Now, a lot of times I won't say, oh, you need to get a business loan, or oh, oh, you need an investor. I like to give people the options and let them know exactly this is what it involves. Like a business loan, you know, you you basically know what type of financing you're getting, you know how much you have to pay back, you know when you have to pay back, and then once you pay off that business loan, you're no longer tied to that institution. Uh, if you go out to get an investor, a lot of times an investor is going to want equity in your company or they want to want part ownership in your company. And then once you pay that investor back or whatever, they're, a lot of times they're still tied to your business. So you have to also think about what's going to be the positives and the negatives of, uh, of getting a loan. Sometimes getting a loan is going to be based on your credit. So you may not have good credit or business credit, and as you do, you know, you the credit lady, you know what it's like dealing with clients who, who have credit issues. Um, so sometimes people go to investors because it's, in some ways it's a little easier, but 
the takeaway from that is that that investor is going to feel like they have control over your business and what you do and the decisions that you make. Exactly. And that's something that I personally would not um, want to happen um, when I'm going Mm -hmm. into that type of venture. Um, And so you got to also, you know, like you said, look at those things. And this is all a part of that business plan. Um, And you and I have talked about it as as well as far as your credit, Um, understanding Mm -hmm. that uh, business credit is not initially is not separate from your personal credit. It has to start from somewhere, and it's going to start from your personal credit. So, um, you know, there's a there's a myth that's gone gone on for years, and it's still out there, Shelton. That you know, you can go out here and you can get business credit and separate it from your from your um, personal credit, and you know, you can go get this on the business credit. Get, but listen, it's all going to have to start from you, your personal credit. So you have right. to prepare yourself in those things that you want to do and what you want to get done. So this is yeah. this is good. This is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have another listener question. Okay. Um, what are some tips in investing in your business? So I guess that goes along with, you know, the loan and things like that. But I guess they're speaking of, money time i would assume mm-hmm. what are some tips in, in investing in our business well um to the to that listener question i guess the biggest thing is trying to understand like what the question is they're asking but if they're talking about investing into their own business um a lot of it is based is based upon i think we had kind of touched on it if you save up money and let's say you have money saved up that you want to put into your own business, then um, that's definitely something that you want to do. That's a that's a a plus for you because you're not depending on a bank, you're not depending on you know an investor or anybody like that. So one of the greatest tips on that is that your ability to be able to control um, your you know, the control of your business, and then obviously as your business grows, then you can also pay yourself back and be able to uh, give back to yourself. As far as investors into your business, then I think we touched on that a little bit about in terms of um, making sure that one tip is to make sure that you know who's investing. Uh, Make sure you know um, what type of history they have with investing in other companies, what type of relationship they've had, Uh, because all money ain't good money. That's right. So you definitely want to make sure that you have a clear understanding with that. And caller, if the listener is speaking of time, I will go ahead and answer that. What you put in it is what you're going to get out of it. So, you know, be thinking about that a lot of times when um, you are still, you know, maybe working a nine to five and you're, you know, in the and simultaneously working on working your way out of a job. Um, make sure you put in, you know, that time. And, it's, and again, it's sacrifice. So... Uh-huh. The faster you want it to go, the more time you put into it. And I also, and I guess this goes back a little bit, Shelton, when we talk about, you know, the structure. My dad and I always talk about, you know, and I look at it differently. When you're developing a business plan or a business model, make sure that you're not putting in or making yourself the sole worker, (laughs) (laughs) you know, where if you don't do what 
A, B, and C, then you won't get D, E, and F, right? Um, And I see so many people doing that. Um, Yes, we do know when you start off a business, you got to work hard, sweat, tears. Yeah, all of that. We get it. But somewhere you need to have in your structure, in your foundation of this job, of this uh, business that you are either in your sleep making money or someone else is doing the job for you. So just kind of talk a little bit about that. Well, I think the biggest thing is uh, a lot of times as business owners, you know, and and I'm guilty of this a lot, and uh, I've had to learn to kind of look at it differently, is that a lot of times we want to be everything and all things in our business. And uh, a lot of times we have to learn how to delegate, how to set up the business properly where you're not the sole worker in your business. Uh, and and a lot of it depends on what type of business you have, too. Because, like, in my business, I'm more service-oriented. So a lot of times, because I have a, a particular skill set, I find myself doing all of the work. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm learning how to then bring other people with similar skill sets and allow them to do the work. So you're, you're, not, you're not just working yourself to death to try to do it. Uh, just like the brother asked a question earlier about going into sales and retail, well, you know, he may set up a shop to sell shirts and stuff, but he can't work the store 24 hours or, or the time he's there, so he's, he may want to get somebody to work in the store for him. Now, he can then leave that store, go find another store, and open it up. Now he has two stores with two workers, but he's making money from both stores without him having to physically be there. So a lot of it is really learning how not to stretch yourself too thin. Yes. And again, that starts with the foundation and structure. How you Mm -hmm. structure your business is going to um, determine how long you have to do all the sweat and equity in that business. Right. And and that's included in your business plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Even in your business plan, you have a plan as to how long you want to work your business until you bring on employees or you bring employees right away. Or are you going to bring employees in month number three or, or, or year number two? So all, all those things are spelled out in the business plan. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that question um, and what I always say, it's foundation, foundation, foundation. Mm-hmm. It is planning, 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 write the vision, make it plain, um, yeah. be able to follow it, stick to it. And it's sacrifice, guys. I can't say it enough. It is it is sacrifice. You cannot get away from it. You either want it or you don't. Um, and you talk to me about that all the time. Yeah. Um, uh-huh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I have talked to you about that. So, I mean, <laughs> and you're doing great with that. So, obviously, you've been listening. Yes, I have. <laughs> I'm determined. I, look, I got goals. I'll be 50 in November. I got goals. And... Mm-hmm. Look, my um, producer looked at me like, what? <laughs> Over there looking 35. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, you know, I've got plans for myself. I've got, you know, plans for others. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, I know what I have to do. And I'm going to do it. Right. And I'm doing it. And um, I got you to help. So I think of you. Yes, ma'am. We <laughs> is. We all, we all in this thing together. Yeah. So we got yes, on our, um, we're going to take a quick break. Um, and we're going to go into, when we get back, we're going to go into the money. And Well, we got one more setup question um, when it comes to LLC and S Corp. 
And mm-hmm. then we're going to go into the money. All right? So we'll, we'll be right back, guys. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, I'm married to this gang, that's who I made my wife. Said I'd die alone, I told that she probably right. One thing that's for sure, not a stranger to this life. Got a safe that's full of Franklin's and a shoulder full of stripes. Ah, don't know what like myself. I say self-made, meaning I design myself. County jail fade, you can pull my foul yourself. Spot rage, swallow rocks, I'm getting high myself. Nah, damn right, I like the life I built. I'm from West Side 60, I might got killed. Standing so tall, they think I might got stills. Legendary baller like Mike, like Will. 96 Impala, thug life on wheels. Up against the wall, squabble at Fox Hills Like a boss, ask me how I feel Successful street, touching them first meals All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle paid the price Wanna slice, got to roll the dice That's why, all my life, I be grinding all my life All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle paid the price Wanna slice, got to roll the dice That's why, all my life, I be grinding all my life Everything I said I was gonna get on my kid In addition to that fact, I went legit I'm the now according to the way that I'm positioned In this biz, it look like I'm just gonna keep on getting rich Ah, know them west side RSCs is us LAPD on I'm a squeeze and bust If a rap this Swiss cheese is bust All this rap money, look, I need too much Money, loyalty, and love in the dream we trust You'll be switching up the players on your team too much Tiny copy, that's my love, young Supreme, what's up? And we travel around the world getting cream or what? Ain't you get off on whoever hustles seem to rush? Las Vegas strip pop, yeah, you cream them punks. After all that looking tough, all he seen was stunts. 50 Cent and Mayweather flee the scene with us. Chose story. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I been grinding all my life. Uh, all my life, been grinding all my life. Hustle pay the price, wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look. All right, we back, you back, Sheldon? Yes, I'm here, I'm here. All right, all right. So just, <laughs> you are so silly. <laughs> just to recap, just to recap, we've talked about foundation of business. We've talked about being able to, um, what's the, the power in the name um, and how important mm-hmm. it is. We talked about startup capital. We talked about how to get and what is the best route for startup, startup capital. Um, what are some tips in investing? We talked about that. So now we're going to get to the difference between setting up your LLC, which everybody and their mama um, goes and runs to do. Um, What is that? Is that a dog? That's my little dog. Oh, my gosh. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) 
and S Corp. So we all know, um, Mm -hmm. we pretty much, but we're going to go over, we pretty much know all about the LLC, but I just really want to educate my listeners because guys, Mm -hmm. there's, there's more to a business than an LLC. Okay. It it really is. And they're, and actually LLC is the lotus on the on the totem pole. Let's so let, we're gonna educate you a little bit about the mm-hmm. LLC and the S corp and some of those tax benefits that I need you all with these LLCs to get a hold of. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So um, yeah. So um, and, and I, I wouldn't say LLC is the lowest on the totem pole, but what I will say is that uh, this is usually a debate among my my uh, associates and then different people that uh, are in business. Um, LLCs, uh, there was a time time when everybody was running out to get an LLC. It was sexy, and it was like the thing everybody wanted to have. And LLCs are fine. They're not, like, um, bad to have. But there are other options. And, and a lot of times I like to set up F-Corps. Uh, S-Corp, the S stands for, for it's a sub-chapter, part of a corporation, like we all know about C-Corp and different things like that. So an S-Corp, you get to have the same benefit in a lot of ways of a regular corporation, um, which is called a, a, a tax shield or a shield that you may not get with LLCs. Now, one of the advantages of LLCs is that you can have as many people as you want involved in your LLCs, um, there's no limit on that. With an S-Corp, you can only have up to 100, uh, 100 employees, 100 uh, people involved with, with, the, uh, with the S-Corp. So a lot of times people don't even really know that uh, because most people push people directly to, to the uh, LLC. Uh, if it's a single-member LLC, uh, it'll be uh, reported as business income on your Schedule C of your 1040 tax return. If it's a multi, it's a multiple member LLC, which means you got two, three, four, five, six people that's members of that LLC, then you 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 don't use on your Schedule C. What you do is you, you use a a uh, 1065 because all of those members are considered as partners. So you have to do what is called a Schedule K one. And then that goes on your uh, on your personal tax return. Is that um, for so S corp? For S corp? No, this is for an LLC. Okay. You do a, a partnership return if you have multiple members. Uh, for an S corp, um, they are considered a shareholder uh, on that. So everybody would get a K one, but it'd be from a form called an eleven twenty S. These are for the shareholders. That's just some technical information for some people who are used who are used to uh, filing uh, tax returns, their own tax returns for their businesses was the S Corp. Now the most interesting thing about um, LLCs and S Corp is that uh, an LLC you're you are considered as self employed, which which means you're gonna have to pay self employment tax. Uh, on on your share of the profits of that business. So if you are more than one person on the LLC, then each person on that business, with their share, whatever percentage is, they have to pay self-employment tax on that. But on an S-Corp, which is very interesting, is that you're not considered as self-employed and you're not subject to self-employment tax. So a lot of people don't know that because they're so used to the LLC thing. 
But if you want to have that protection from self-employment income, um, you can get that with the F-Corp. But you're still going to have the K-1 income that's going to still roll or, or pass through to your to your 1040 form. Yeah, and that S-Corp, um, why I um, am switching is because of the tax benefits um, mm-hmm. that come um, and we can you talk a little bit about um, when we, because I know I advise people of this a lot, and that is to pay your taxes quarterly um, in, when you're in business. Can you talk just a little bit about that? Um, yeah, there, there's a, um, when you have a business, you can do what is called estimated taxes throughout the year that's broken up into quarterly payments. Um, so, and, and a lot of companies don't, don't do this because, quite honestly, you know, this being on the real, a lot of times people that's running businesses and stuff, they're making just enough money to be able to pay their bills and pay themselves and, and be able to maybe put something back into the business. So a lot of times they don't have the money available to, uh, to sit there and say, well, I'm going to send in some money every quarter, you know, f- for my taxes. Right. So a lot of, a lot of times, um, what you do is you have to base it on what can you afford to pay every quarter. Um, you want to pay something. It's just like a W-2. You know, when you work on a job and at the end of the week you get your check, but they take out taxes of your check. And then, uh, and then you get your, your, your form at the end of the year, your W-2. And then that's what they indicate what you took out for taxes. So you treat the business the same way when it comes to estimated taxes because that money that you paid into the system, you're going to get a form saying what you paid so far into the system during that year. And based on your expenses, you may you may have more expenses than what you should be taxed on as far as income, which is called taxable income. So your taxable income may be below the threshold of what your estimated taxes would have been in the first place. So a lot of people shy away from that. Uh, because they look at it as another bill that I have to pay. Um, but you, this is part of tax planning. Instead of waiting until March to pay your taxes or whatever, you can plan throughout the whole entire year and you can kind of brace yourself for what you may have to pay during tax season. So I had a listener ask about the estimated um, tax um, amount. Is there a formula that the or a form that has a formula on it that would estimate what our taxes would be if we wanted to pay quarterly and not have that lump sum, you know, at the end of the year. Yeah. As far as, as far as, um, as far as to do the calculations. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, there, there's an IRS form, um, that you can do. It's like, a. Um, 1040 ES form for estimated tax. Um, and you can download that from the IRS website. And, uh, and it, it all of that information attached to that will give you an idea of what your, um, of what your, what your, uh, estimated taxes would be. Right. So, cause I've been telling mm-hmm. you, you know, I did contract work for years and mm-hmm. that, those taxes at the end of the year can um, it can really just take you for a loop. Um, Mm -hmm. And when we, I guess when we talk about planning, if you're not going to, and this is a question and a statement, if you're not going to uh, plan to, to, 
pay your taxes quarterly, you definitely need to plan to put money aside for that. And you can talk mm-hmm. a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's just like savings. You know, you set up a savings account um, for it so uh, you can put money into an account that you will not touch for the whole entire year. Uh, it's just like uh, budgeting and planning um, in your personal life. You're doing it in your business, in your business life. So uh, if you know that at the end of the year you're a potential candidate for paying taxes or, or a high amount of taxes, if you can afford it, put some money aside into a separate account that you won't be able to touch that will be dedicated to paying your taxes. Uh, but like I say, the IRS prefers that you send in your estimated taxes uh, to them um, so that you'll be able to get that credit. Right. So I guess, listeners, you know, um, again, this is information, and you have to figure out, and what I'm hearing you say, Shelton, is what's best for you. Just know Mm -hmm. that, and I I, I want to reiterate this because I have gotten caught up with this where I ended up, you know, owing um, a substantial amount of money um, and had to, you know, pay it back. Um, because I did not prepare for that. I did not have the knowledge of being a having to or knowing that I gotta set this money aside because it's mm-hmm. gotta go. It's, I'm gonna pay for it, and uh, you know oh, yeah. I can't just spend it like it's mine, and that um, you know that I'm not gonna be accountable for it. So we're right. saying, however you need to do it, it needs to be number one planned, a tax plan. You know, and that could be built in. Would it would it be built into your financial um, plan or, you know, your foundation? Would you could say put it there, and how you're going to pay well, your taxes back? Well, I mean, th- th- that would change from from um, year to year. Uh, as far as in your business plan, uh, you probably wouldn't put that in there, but that would be something that you would sit down with your accountant or your tax person or your CPA. And, and come up with an actual plan that will work best for you and for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and all and all of these things are important to be able to to give uh, any financial institution or investor. Or one thing that we learned, if we didn't learn anything else with this with the uh, with the PPP and and all this stuff, was that a lot of these companies that would have gotten. Um, a lot of these loans or grants from the government, they couldn't because they didn't have their stuff together. And I mean stuff like making sure that they were paid up on their taxes, make sure they had filed their tax return, uh, make sure that they had enough historical data uh, to supply to the SBA and everything like that. So as you say, you know, all this stuff is important from a foundational standpoint. But you got to set your business up properly. You got to do your taxes. You got to make sure you have a strong accounting or record keeping plan in place. Uh, you got to make sure that you're able to articulate or be able to demonstrate that you are uh, compliant with the IRS, compliant with your state, and compliant with your company. Um, because not only are you uh, obligated to, to, to operate efficiently for the state and the government, you also want to make sure that your business is operating sufficiently for you and for any stockholders or any investors that you may have. And I'm glad you said that, too, because I I need my listeners to know um, that 
you know, a lot of businesses, you know, we heard a lot of things about, you know, who who didn't get a PPE loan and who didn't and who, you know, who was eligible and all these kind of things, right? Um, but as you stated in what um, what you just stated was that you had to have your business in order. You know, you, you had to be able to account for information that they needed. And if you didn't have your business in order and your affairs in order, then you weren't eligible. Is that what, is that what I'm hearing? That's you correct. That's correct. That's correct. So, you know, you know, y'all, everything ain't about, you know, should I say this or not? <laughs> <laughs> everything ain't about race, y'all. Every, everything ain't, a, you know, I get it. But again, it's about putting yourself in position. I talk about this on my show a lot. Putting yourself in position so when opportunities come, you're able to sit at the table and get a plate. But if you're, if you're, if you're not in position, you can't blame anybody but yourself. You can't mm-hmm. even blame, which is so easy to do, the government. You only have, at that point, you have to look in the mirror and say, did I do my due diligence? Did I set myself up? Did I put myself in position? So, and did I take that extra time? Did I take that extra effort to do what I needed to do to get what I deserve, Right. So I'm right. glad you said that because we need it. You know, sometimes you got to make things plain for people because, you know, it's easy to jump on bandwagons. And I just don't <laughs> do that. You know, I, I need to know information. Why, what, when, and where. Okay. So, you know, I get, yeah. on, I get on my soapbox. I'm going to get off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so are we, I want to make sure our listeners are clear ab- about the tax advantages between the LLC and the S Corp. I think you touched it, but let me, mm-hmm. let us, Give us those distinct differences so that when a person goes, a, a business owner goes and says, hey, I was on holistic living with Hazel and I have I got some information that I may want to change my LLC to an S Corp for these types mm-hmm. of advantages. What specifically do they need to know between what's going to change between the two? Well, I think the biggest difference is, is that one that we talk about, which is a lot of times um, people don't realize, is that LLCs are considered self-employed, which means you if you consider self-employed, you're paying self-employment tax. An S-Corp, from a tax standpoint, is not considered as self-employment income, so you don't you're not subject to self-employment tax, which is a really big one. Because when you fill out your tax return, yes. there's a section where you where you pay self-employment tax. Um, so you want to make sure that that it's understood that there is a big difference in terms of how your business is taxed. Um, and now, and, and that's very important for that. It is. It's very important for the pockets, y'all. I promise you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, I hopefully. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm. Sorry, y'all. Um, so we have here um, where we're going to go into the bank accounts, business credit cards, mm-hmm. debit credit cards. Where and how do you, once we get our LLC or our S Corp, where at that point are you, um, how should that setting up the bank accounts go? And is there a particular uh, type of place like versus a traditional 
bank versus a credit union, um, should we set up our business accounts? Well, um, first of all, after you get your business set up, you want to make sure that you have a, a EIN number, employee identification number, so you need to go to the IRS.gov site and then apply for your EIN number because when you go to set up a bank account, they're going to ask you for that EIN number. And then they're also going to ask if you are registered with the state that you're operating your business out of. Those two things are going to be important to set up your bank account. Um, a lot of times, as far as banks, you either have a bank or you have a credit union um, that you may want to consider going to. Like we said, do your research. See which one offers the best services um, to you. Some people like credit unions because of, the, the relationship that you can have. Um, some people like the regular traditional banks. Um, I'm not going to name them, but uh, some of them, they have, you know, they don't have the best relationship with, with the public. Mm-hmm. And then there are some, there are some banks that have, or credit unions that have a great track record with the African American community, business community. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of those is based on what is it that you want to get out of your relationship with that bank. Um, but as far as getting set up, those are the basic things that you need in terms of setting up your your bank account uh, for your business. And I guess that other question would be, um, should we mix our business and personal bank accounts oh, Lord. and money? Oh, Lord, please. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm going to sell out my tear. Uh, I, I, I deal with this a lot. <laughs> especially when it comes to uh, trying to put together financial statements or, or doing taxes and everything like that. If nobody gets anything else out of this call, is please, please, please separate your business and your personal uh, when it comes to bank accounts. You do not want to sit there and have a bank account, a business bank account, and use it as your personal credit, your personal debit card. Um, you want to be able to have uh, uh, some way to delineate between what's a business transaction and a personal transaction. It's clean. It's clear. Uh, it keeps you from getting any type of trouble or any issues that you have. Um, one case in point, a lot of the people that got in trouble with the PPP loan or with the EIDL or anything else was they was getting money deposited into their business bank account but they were using their business bank account and and doing personal stuff with it. So, and they did not use the money properly that it was set up to be used for. So my thing is that you don't want to use your business account for personal uh, transactions. And y'all personal, it, we, we're talking, really, we're talking about going grocery shopping, you know, getting personal things for the home. Like, unless you know and say this is for the business, you have to stay out of that account. Mm-hmm. That's true. When it comes to business credit cards and debit cards, um, I know that um, I've gotten into this before, and that is um, the who's going to be because they ask you who's going to who do you want on yet on your card so um mm-hmm. i just want to make that statement that when you're dealing with that question make sure that you are really taking it heed to who is going to be able to use your credit cards and things like that because that can get you into real big trouble as well that's true so i um want to give you some time shelton because 
again, you talked about, you know, you're the, yes, you're phenomenal and everything when it comes to taxes, but you're also business development. And that is your passion. That is where you are. That's where you shine. And I'm mm-hmm. excited for you. And I'm excited that you chose this platform to make this announcement um, about the new venture that you have come across and have um, been in or, or venturing into. So tell yeah. my listeners, we're all, do I have a drum roll? I don't know even if I have a drum roll. I don't have a drum roll, but I yeah. do have, I do have the clapping. <laughs> so yeah. please tell yeah. my listeners um, what big announcement you have to make. Yes, yes. To all of your 400,000 to a million listeners that's on the phone today. Uh, yes. <laughs> what, we wanted, what, what we wanted to announce is that we we uh, have been paying attention to a lot of what the uh, the movement has been doing with the Black Wall Street movement uh, connected to Tulsa, connected to Atlanta and D.C. and all the other major cities that are in the, in the United States. So what what I wanted to do was to have an opportunity, and this is my passion. My passion is to help people. My passion is to bring something to our community uh, first to be able to uh, just really be a resource and a help to the, the uh, black business community and beyond. So what I've been able to do, I've been blessed to be able to now become the official owner of black wall street charlotte and and yes so i i am the owner of black wall street charlotte uh this is going to be a platform that we'll be able to use to to provide a resource to the businesses here in here in charlotte and north carolina uh and also uh link up with other uh business opportunities you know, I still I have my office in Atlanta, so we want to make sure that we bring opportunities to the greater Atlanta area. Oh, I'm um, on so board. You tell me to get me first. To, uh, <laughs> to have that. So we're, very, we're very excited about it. Uh, we're very excited about what we'll be able to do. Uh, we're going to have an official uh, launching uh, that will be uh, this summer. Uh, we're working on uh, solidifying the date, but we will have that. We'll have press release. Uh, we'll have some things on social media um Concerning that, but yes, uh, oh officially Black Wall Street, Charlotte. Oh my gosh, this is wonderful! <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh my god, and I will be there. I will be there to support you all the way. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And let me find out. You know, we can start a little. And, and, uh-huh, and, go ahead. And, yeah, and one thing I'll say also: this will be an opportunity to create generational wealth. Yes. You know, generational wealth for our community, for our children, uh, for those businesses that are coming that will come out of us. Uh, so this is this is a great opportunity. I feel excited about it because I feel like this will this will bring. And, and the thing about it, everybody says, well, what's so different between this and the other one? And, and we'll and we'll talk more about that. But it doesn't matter. I mean, everybody's tried it. If you fail, you try again. Yes. You know, every time we try to have a black business group or something if it doesn't work that's fine don't give up you know just start another one and we'll keep trying and keep trying until we get it right we don't stop we don't stop 
We do not stop. Right. I am no, so we don't. I am so excited. Just oh my god! Thank you, thank you, thank you. We I'm about, I'm excited. look. I'm a, I'm put I'm putting myself on a bandwagon. We about to do this. so for you guys i thank you guys my listeners we're talking about breaking generational curses we're talking about making things happen in our community we're talking about making things happen in our personal lives i want to thank you guys again for joining holistic living with hazel and remember make it a great day Never let a hard time have a was. Double, 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 double lie. I ain't telling no lies, I just. Yeah. I ain't telling no lies, I just. Five, four, three, two, that's time. I got to you that money. My dreams come true. My life in diamonds. Who knew? Thank you for listening to Holistic Living with Hazel. Tune in to iHeartRadio or TheReal1100.com. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to Holistic Living Podcast with Hazel.